There we go. We talk about dialing at 8 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I can tell you I got on the phone this morning at 8, from 8 to 9.15. I booked 6, and uh, I know Brandon's on the line. I think the past two days, I don't know, he booked 20 or 25 or something. Brandon, you, you can share better. Yeah, thanks, Pete. Um, I think I booked around 24 appointments. I had one cancel, so, um, yeah, I'd say 23, 24 appointments. Wow. Well, that is certainly showing that activity is king. Oh, wait a minute. Didn't you guys know it's between Christmas and New Year's and people don't buy insurance now? <laughs> I think they forgot that part, That's Dick. crazy. Yeah, um, yeah we, we forgot that, and so did the people that we called on the phone, too. So I guess everybody had, had amnesia, but I guess it's to, the, to our advantage. <laughs> there you go. Definitely to your advantage. Guys, you understand that activity is king. Um, you know, when we're talking about activity, uh, best way to set up your week is to follow four very important steps. Number one, you want to make certain you've got the resources you need. Number two, you want to have a schedule. If you don't manage your schedule, someone will manage it for you. And number three, you want to put in the activity to fulfill that schedule. That's what Pete and Brandon were doing these last few days with the dial-in. And number four, you want to follow a system, the Equus system that is going to be the way to uh, keep you on track and get you to success. So remember those four things uh, when you're talking about activity. Uh, guys, we have a leaderboard this week that we're pretty proud of going into um, the end of the year and Christmas week, so we're going to read that off. Uh, our teams were pre split pretty evenly this week. Um, we had, uh, Dick and I had 31 apps. Pete's team had 20 apps. Um, so let's read the leaderboard. Tamisha Adams had an app for one, uh, two apps for $115. Roger Hunter had an app for 285. Holly Kempton had an app for 321. Brand new writing agent, first time on the leaderboard. Zoltan Kovacs had an app for 688. First time on the leaderboard, Brianna Palmer had an application for 758. Don Greger had two apps for 803. Brand new writing agent, Tony Weber had an application for 1152. And he did confirm that it is true this is hunting like in a zoo. <laughs> he confirmed it for us. Andy Rod, first time writer, uh, first time on the leaderboard, one application for 11.58, called from the home, had got everything he needed from his coach, Pete Beckman. Wendell de Guzman had uh, an application, first time on the leaderboard for $1,200. Bridget Kiefer had two apps for 12.73. Liddy Marrero had two apps for 14.97. Dick Sylvester had two apps for 15.14. Abe Watson had an app for 17.25. Rafael Rodriguez had four apps for 24.31. Dave Crocker had two apps for 25.38. Pete Beckman had an application for 26.09. Joe Gibbons two apps for 4,164. Dante Williams two apps for 6,661 dollars. Um, Rebecca Crowley and um, Wally uh, Darling had two apps for $8,017. And something that we're pretty excited about this week, we had three agents submit over $10,000 for the week. Elvira Bajdarovic 
had four apps for 10624 Brandon Hall had 10 applications for 12959 and Mr. Robert Balgich had six applications for $12,997, and I know Robert is excited to be number one for the week. We had a total of uh, 22 people write an application or more, 51 applications, $75,501 written, added to the economy the week before Christmas. Guys, that is nothing short of wonderful. We are very excited about that. We want to take just a minute to do uh, a year-end and a month-to-date because even though the end of uh, December is next Friday, uh, this Friday, the 29th, we will not be having a call uh, next January the 3rd because we will all be headed to conference. Um, and so we want to just go uh, month-to-date. We're going to give the top 10 month-to-date writers on um, the Sylvester uh, Pete Beckman team combined. So we have Mr. Kevin Botterman at $5,000. This is paid business, okay? Now that was an annuity, um, and it capped out at $5,000. Um, Michael McRae was number nine. He had two apps for $56.51. Uh, Dante Williams had six apps for $6,685. David Crocker had six apps for 7,101. Rafael Rodriguez had 21 apps for 15,593. Lydia Marrero had 25 apps for 16,816. Elvira Bajdarovic had 11 apps for $17,090. Pete Beckman, who's only been in the field six weeks, not very long, he had nine applications, number three on our whole team, months to date, nine applications, $18,662. Uh, Robert Baugetsch, 13 applications, 20969 I hope you're doing the math on this, guys. Robert's not at a 70 anymore, okay? That was his issue paid business. And number one for the month, Mr. Brandon Hall, 24 applications, $34,083 in the month of December when nobody buys insurance. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot of somebody's buying nobody. Yeah, that's great. Guys, we're going to do a year-to-date. This is the top five year-to-date agents um, for our team. And keep in mind, we've only been here since May 17th, all right? Mr. Will Carey had 69 apps for 54626 Mr. Robert uh, Bowgich, who has only been here since the end of August, had 53 apps for $59,025. Now, guys, Robert has got at least four agents on the line today, either in their Ignite period or not even contracted. So this guy is bringing people into the business to show them what the opportunity is. Um, Mrs. Lydia Marrero had 104 applications for 66,601. Rafael Rodriguez, her brother, had 143 apps for $100,741. And as always, tops of the leaderboard, Mr. Brandon Hall 
Got to call him Mr. when he does this sort of thing. 292 applications, $493,905 paid business for 2017. That, my friends, is hard to beat. And Saturday night at the ginormous, awesome awards banquet in Orlando, Florida on January the 6th, we will see Mr. Brandon Hall get an awesome award. And we will be very proud and clapping very hard. Um, You know, guys, we have... uh, in 2017, we had a big vision when we came over here. Pete helped us to develop that vision, and um, we have worked together as a team to grow and build the team. But you know what? As good as it is, we're always improving, always making changes. And part of our vision is for you all as builders to be able to leverage things that we put in place for you, that Equus puts in place for you. And we want to talk a little bit about that vision of leveraging not only Ignite and Punta Cana, but also this upcoming convention. Um, Pete, could you give us a little bit on the building side of what you have in mind with that? You know, um, Connie, I I appreciate it, and I'm glad to certainly always share with you guys. And, guys, I think that this this time of year is certainly a time when we're all reflecting about, you know, good, bad, and different, what we've done in 2017, and certainly where we want to go in 2018. And, you know, as we've been talking, um, really it's not been about changing, you know, the Equus system, but leveraging it and really changing – our perspective, changing our, our, our vision to be even bigger and more inclusive of everyone. And, you know, as we talk about that, Connie and, and Dick, I'm so happy to share this with you guys. But I really thought about, as we're talking about our vision today and as where we're going, I hope that each and every one of you, as you think about what it is that you want to do, that when you talk about vision, it includes these four things, which is, Really, number one, the resources that you have in place, right? When you're thinking about a vision for 2017, we're going to talk about our our agency and where we're going and and some fun stuff of what we're going to do. But we also had to talk about the resources that we have, right? Do we have enough of them? Do we have too much, right? Are they allocated appropriately? Number two, do we have enough time to do, you know, to fulfill that vision, right? Do we have enough time to compete at a, at a high level? Do we have enough time to work with our agents? Do we have enough time to sell, build, all those things? Number three, do we have the ability or the skill that it takes to hit that achievement, right, to make that vision come alive? And then number four, which I think is certainly the most important, and that's why I'm so glad you are all here today, is do we have the right people And do we have enough of those people to help accomplish that vision? You know, when Barry founded Equus Financial and made a statement, it was one of the statements that was very impactful on me, and we say it to our our team every, every time we do one of our onboarding calls, which is we are measured in our success by the profitability of the men and women on this call. 
right? You are our measuring stick, right? Your ability to go out here in, in eight months, here that top five year to date, some people going out there, never been in the insurance business, putting 50, 60 grand in their bank account, issue paid, and they've only been here for three or four months. I mean, that's, that's what we're doing. That's what it's about. And for us, it was about challenging ourselves in a couple areas to give you guys even more that we wanted to be inclusive of our resources to give back to our people. And so Dick and Connie and I really talked a lot about where we're strong and where we could provide more for you guys and what you might need to build and grow your teams more. And, and um, being the great coach that we have with Dick, he said, well, maybe what we need is we – We've got to find a headhunter. We've got to find someone that is a just absolute pro at recruiting, right, that can head up that division of our business so that each and every one of you guys who have the goal and dream and part of your vision of building a team can have access to that person. And um, we, we've hit that goal. It was something we really wanted to do by the end of the year. And I knew a gal that uh, I worked with for many, many years, who in the former, two former companies ago that uh, Dick and Connie and I were involved in, they had started an internal recruiting division for that company, and uh, this particular young lady was heading that uh, department up. She came on as an inexperienced recruiter, but within eight years had grown to build, a, build and develop a team where she led over ten recruiters and an internal office to do nothing but recruit for agents in the team. And I got to tell you, um, she's the best of the best. I've, I've thought about it, and I was talking to Dick one day, and I said, do you think we could get Brandy Tipton to join in on our team? And he said, I don't know what she's doing. And I said, well, she's not there anymore. I said, and I'm surprised nobody's even tried to snag her up, but they had. So I reached out to her, and we had lots of conversations, and we had lots of dialogue about our vision and what we want to do and where we want to go and and I loved it because Dick and Connie, when we were talking with her, it wasn't about how can we go make more money, right? It was about how do we give our team access to something bigger and better than what we can do. And I think we're okay recruiters, guys, but i got to tell you, when I look at resource, I look at time, I look at skill, and I look at people, and I look at these four ingredients of really what it takes to hit a vision, you know, we needed to add some of that, and um, and we needed to step it up to a level we've never stepped it up. And i got to tell you, she comes to us incredibly experienced. Um, she comes to us at a, at a nice little price tag, and I don't say that to impress or make anybody feel guilty. I'm telling you guys, we're stepping it up this year. Uh, you're going to meet her at conference. Um, you know, we got to keep her away from all the other managers because I think they're going to try to snag her out from under us, Dick. But, um, but I think she believes in what we're here to do. And she's here to help each and every one of you that want to build a team uh, learn warm market, right, how to interview. That's going to be your go-to coach um, that, that you're going to go to for recruiting. Besides Dick and myself, it's going to be Brandy. So, Dick, I know I'm pretty excited about that uh, new endeavor we're bringing on for 2017 and, uh, or 2018, and I'm sure you guys have some comments on that as well. You know, Pete, um, I hope everybody, and I know at this point nobody probably does fully appreciate this because they haven't met her yet. Uh, she will be at conference. We just realized that the importance of 
not changing, but enhancing and developing and growing our co-op program and bringing this to a whole new level is an important part of what 2018 is going to be. You know, this has been a great learning experience because it is a new system we had, we've ad uh, adapted to coming over here, and it's been a wonderful experience to do that. It's been a growing experience, to say the least, and we could not be happy with what we see happening here. Yeah, I know it's um, the co-op has been a learning curve for all of us, um, and we're always looking at ways to give back. And, you know, on that subject, guys, you know, and Dick, I hope it's okay to talk about this. I mean, I like what co-op stood for. I like, I like the tenacity that some people had when they got on there and you go through the grind of pre-screening people. But builders, i got to tell you, for some of you growing your agency, I've got to also apologize to you for somewhat of the culture that I feel that we mistakenly created, which was maybe a, a little bit of a complacent atmosphere. You know, um, you know, I know at our, at our Tennessee meeting that we had, it was big for me to talk to our builders about, you know, if you were going to be a part of that program, you were going to step up, right? You were going to have ownership in your business, and you were going to be placing ads and consistently taking leads and leading from the front. And we didn't really hold an accountability to that this year, Dick. And really, I think it played out. You know, we look at our top, our top builders, and they are also people who are placing ads. I know Robert Baljic is placing ads. He's out there leading from the front in his sales activity. He's doing the things it takes. And... Um, and I think that we cheapened it a little bit this year. And, guys, we're going we're gonna to fix that, and we're going to make it better. And for those of you who are, who are stepping up to the plate to make it happen this year, you're going to be rewarded, and you're going to be given and enhanced a lot more. But i got to tell you, the people that are just hanging out in a social club that aren't using that resource to, to grow and develop and really aren't leading from the front, Dick, I think we've got to. I think we've got to make some changes coming into 2018 um, to really get ourselves to the next level. Pete, I think what we've experienced through this, it, it has been a growing experience for all of us. But uh, I'm, I'm just, and we've had this conversation. Convinced a lot of people just really didn't quite understand. Um, what this took in terms of posturing, talking to the people. So that's going to be some of the things we're going to enhance this year, helping you in, in that regard. Uh, Brandy's going to be able to direct people in areas that they want to grow in on setting up their own appoint or their own ads. So that's going to make a difference for them. And I think it's going to make it easier for people to own what we're talking about, to own their place in this business. And that's going to be key their ownership is going to be the part that's going to really drive this this year. And one of the things uh, that really shows ownership that we've talked about is uh, buying leads and being at convention. It's hard to believe in something that you're not showing to clients. It's hard to believe in something when you, you don't catch the vision of the company because as great a vision as Pete and Dick can cast, Guys, it's like the, the elephant and the blind man touching the elephant. It always is. You know, when that blind man grabs the hold of that tail, he thinks he's got one thing. But if that blind man goes up and grabs the trunk, 
it's a totally different experience. And when he takes off the blindfold and can see the entire elephant, that's what we're going to do at conference, guys. We're going to see the entire elephant. So we're looking forward to seeing many of you there for sure. Connie, I know we talked about some changes internally that we're looking to improve for people on, um, you know, with Brandy, but things in our lead distribution, our contracting, things like that. Do you maybe, you and Dick maybe want to share with the team a little bit about uh, some of the enhancements that uh, they're going to see come early in uh, 2018 in that area? Uh, I, I had a brief cutout. Did you say in contracting? Uh, in the leads department and contracting, uh, what some people are going to see, some enhanced changes and improvements on come January of 18. Come January of 18, the contracting, guys, is um, state of the art. All contracting. Like, I won't even see an agent's contracting anymore. Gosh, I won't be able to look and see how old the guys are or how young the women are. <laughs> but uh, all of the contracting will be handled online at your Equus site, which guys, when we look at what is available to us at our Equus site, it is, it's mind-boggling what's there, okay? So you get your EF number, and if you're not licensed, about the only thing you can do is purchase your study materials or sign up for conference, which is really all you need. Because when you're studying for your exam, you need to be focused on that. So. And then once you uh, pass that exam and you have a license number, you go back to your Equus site, put your license number in, and voila, up pops the contracting. Guys, everything is just uploaded. There's no printing. It's all digital. It's amazing. And we can thank uh, Glenn Davies and his team for this and for Barry Clarkson's commitment to the technology being one of the very foundations of what he is uh, growing here at Equus. And as far as leads, guys, you're going to be blown away at the changes that are coming at you when you purchase the fabulous Unitrust Agency leads, guys. Just um, lots of changes coming, all good. Um, but know that when, when you're purchasing these leads, this is the way to set up your week, uh, getting your resources. And guys, don't wait till Saturday morning to order your leads. Uh, it, it, dialing takes place on Saturday morning. You've got to have these things printed out and ready to go. Uh, Saturday morning you wake up and you've got no printer ink. I mean, really, guys, this is not a way to run a business. So let's all be prepared and uh, take advantage of all the improvements coming down the pike. You know, Connie, that's an interesting concept when you say don't wait till Saturday to order your leads. Um, you evidence this morning, Pete and Brandon were on the phone yesterday and today at 8 o'clock in the morning, and between the two of them, they've set almost 30 appointments. So we don't have to wait till Friday or Saturday to start dialing. If you have your leads in hand and you've got a break in the action, it's okay to jump on that phone. That is and you so know, Dick, Go ahead. I would, I would say this to folks is that, you know, we talk about the four ingredients of, you know, what your vision is going to be this year. And I would say make no doubt about it, guys, that when it comes to the area of resources, um, it comes to the area of time, 
you know, skill is something that builds over the year. Ability is something you build over time. But I can't say enough that it wasn't, if it wasn't for the resources that we have available, the leads, the meetings, the conferences, if you aren't taking advantage of those, your vision this year needs to be inclusive of how to enhance, how to use more of the resources, not how do I get away by succeeding without using the resources. You see what I'm saying, Dick? Yeah, and I, I think we've had a lot of growth this year through the resources. I think people have seen it. Um, uh, Elvira has, and, and Robert both have done a great job. A lot of people have done a great job, but those two most recently have stood out with us because they're some of our newest uh, success stories. But just pointing out how their abilities and um, uh, capability increased by dialing you know, the, the bonus leads to begin with and then moving on into the A leads, that has been big. And our, the co-op was huge in helping people develop their skills, and we, we just want to build on those skills that were developed at the end of the year in both of those areas. So what would you say, Dick? I know we talked a lot this morning. We've been talking a lot, of, you know, and our team's been hearing you know, increasing, bringing Pablo in, adding another coach into the, into the system, you know, in leadership, Brandy coming on on recruiting, you know, you heading up our sales and doing everything we do. Um, we talked a little bit this morning about really putting trust, um, faith in that coach, which goes back to the people portion of our vision, right, and having that inclusive that our people are a part of that vision. They're not separate. They're the reason and they're a part of that vision um, what would you say for all of us as we go into 2018 about leveraging our coaches? Boy, Pete, that, that's such a great question and great concept to be thinking about. But I want everybody to step back right now, take a deep breath, and think about this. Whatever your situation is today, what are you going to do to change it for 2018? I didn't say what are we going to do, but what are you going to do? Because that's an important part of what this is, this conversation is about today. Because change is a very difficult process. And change can only take place in, envir in an environment of support, structure, and sacrifice. And when we talk about this in terms of support, that support comes from what Pete was just talking about, coaches. You know, the more coaching you can get, because we see things through our very limited um, rose-colored glasses. And uh, we need a lot of times somebody to look to, because when someone else is watching, they get a whole different perspective of what we're trying to accomplish, and they see it through different eyes. So support is going to come from those around you, and you're reaching out uh, I, I've had ca two calls this morning already uh, from agents wanting information on how to present things to a client. They realize that coaching is a big part of that. So surround yourself with the right people, and that's why we're here. Uh, Pete, Connie, Brandon, myself, uh, Johnny, you know, every one of us started at the bottom. So we know who we we can see around the curve that you're going into, and many times you're going around that curve like that train a couple of weeks ago way too fast. So slow down, get some coaching, and learn how to uh, really catapult your career 
through the support system we have put in place. And Pete, I know you've kind of have had some experience with that this week in terms of somebody seeing around the curve for you to kind of point out what might be there, if you might want to share that with some of us uh, today. You know, Dick, I, I, I'll share, you know, some positive, uh, some good coaching. You know, we've watched Elvir really start to take coaching to a level, right, where he's checkpointed in. He's, he's letting someone else see from the outside, right? It, guys, if you look at anybody that's at the top of our leaderboards, people that are top in any organization uh, where they claim to have success, they all have a coach. I mean, that's why we reach out and we find coaches within Barry and Rob, and we search for additional leadership coaches from Pablo, and we search for each other. But some of these guys have been really doing a great job checking in constantly. It's like massive action and constantly getting coaching, right, constant coaching. Maybe not necessarily correction, but constant coaching, right, where they're doing a checkpoint. I had a nice uh, gal that joined our team a couple weeks ago, and uh, I was so thrilled because she was so patient, guys, with getting her license. It took her probably eight weeks, not because of anything Equus did or anything she did, just the state of Texas takes eight weeks to process her licensing. She was diligent. She waited. She followed through. She called. She coached. She did what she needed to do. And then she sets up some appointments, and um, she had set up a referral of somebody to talk to about retirement planning. And I said to this particular agent, I said, well, I would love to, for you to go in and do the three Cs, care, connect, find out the conditions. And then from there, I want you to call me, and I want to talk with you and the client on speakerphone and allow you um, if you'll allow me to serve you and your, your, your client and help fill in because you're brand new and let alone life insurance, selling an annuity. Guys, she didn't call. She told me, she said, no, I don't want to do that. Um, it's a relationship I have. I can handle it. Never called me. We never saw the annuity on the leaderboard, okay? A couple other cases I find, well, this particular agent went and ran her first four appointments by herself on a lone island by herself, never reached out to the coach who's saying, hey, let me help you, right? Let's pass the ball back and forth. Um, and she didn't take that. And, and unfortunately, I don't think she's on this call right now, but I know that, of, that 90 days worth of work was completely depleted and went down the toilet because she didn't open up her eyes to say, let me allow the coach to come in and give some guidance here. Right, if I've got a Dick Sylvester that says, listen, you get in there and you call me and I'll take it from there, and I'm brand new, see, I'm not letting that thing called ego or that other word called fear get in the way. Right, I'm going to trust that Dick Sylvester's had the knowledge and the ability and the skill and the time to come in and help me. Right, so Dick, I will say that, you know, if I look at the common denominator of the men and women who are at the top of our business, they're constantly coaching, right? It wasn't a decision today whether am I going to maybe go to conference and think about it. It was a definitive and very decisive decision that, yes, I'm going to be there. Yes, I'm going to see value in people, and I'm going to leverage people, and I'm going to put faith, that, that word in that's sometimes so hard to use besides change, right? Am I going to put faith in someone else? 
that they're going to have my best interest, my client's best interest, and they're going to do what it needs to do uh, to make me win. You know, Shannon Ertle, here's another example. She's been taking some coaching. We've got to stream her up on her activity, but she's used her coaching. She's closed two sales. Did we close all of them? No. But, guys, she's been paid within a week of being within the organization. So, Dick, I mean, I can certainly see Robert, you know, Elvira, Brandon Hall. Um, I can look at Joe Gibbons, who's getting back in there in the swing of things. Um, look at Lydia. Look at Miguel. And I know all of these individuals see value in the coach and the coaches that are in place. And, and I really feel that that's another common denominator that part of our vision has to be the people that we surround ourselves with and that we take advantage of that resource in 2018. Well, coaching is going to be a big part of it. Uh, another aspect to what we're looking about here, we said support is big, coaching, that's going to be a big thing. Structure is another big part of what we're talking about because structure requires accountability. It's, it's a follow-up system, an action plan, so to speak. And here, guys, is one of the blueprints you can use to work off of, the four blocks of success. Now, when you went through the expectations call, we covered this with you. We cover it over and over and over because this, this isn't something that we just talk about. It's something we preach and believe in because why? It works. You know, we talked about investing in yourself, both in time and in money. Pete's already covered the resources. He touched on the time that's required. You know, you could go fishing, but guys, the fish are not going to jump in the boat. you got to get the line in the water. you got to spend the time there. And it amazes me how a professional bass fisherman in these tournaments goes out, and they go expecting to catch fish because they know of things to do. I go out there, and I do the same thing. I throw the lure out there. They catch fish, and I don't. They just kind of understand how to wiggle the worm through the water, that sort of thing. So investing in yourself in time of throwing that lure out there enough times, you're going to start figuring out what works and what doesn't work. So investing in yourself in time is big, and obviously the resources. You know, one of the examples I love to use is nobody would think about taking a 1,000-mile journey on two gallons of gas because they know they don't have enough resources to go a 1,000 miles on two gallon of gas. It's the same thing with our resources. If we want to earn a certain amount of money, we know, one, we have to have the resources to do two things. The first thing the resources do, which is why we start with bonus leads, is it teaches us the skill, the skill to fish, the skill to get set appointments. And then secondly, that skill is going to translate into appointment set and sales made and income. So investing in ourselves is important. The personal development, I can't impress upon you how important that is. Uh, this morning, and I do this just about every day, there are very few personal development books, whether I've read them or I haven't, that I can't pick up, open it at random, and within a matter of four pages, set up an, a complete selling uh, sales meeting. And that's how much information is in these books. Pick up a book. In four pages, you've got enough information to do a great job on a sales meeting. So that's why personal development is so important. And Pete has already talked about the daily activity. Look what Pete and Brandon did this morning. They did that for two reasons. One, as an example to everybody on this call, that Pete this morning in less than two hours set six appointments. 
and about a half an hour after the call is finished today, he'll set two more today because that's what he needs to round out his week. Uh, Brandon's done the same thing. So activity trumps skill every day of the week. And the reason it does, activity creates and breeds skill. So one, the activity, you can't outwork somebody. If you can't outwork them, then you develop the skill. You far exceed somebody that has the skill in a short order. And the attitude and association is the fourth block of success. You know, we don't look at the leads as a lead. We look at it as a family that if somebody dies, the family's going to lose the home due to foreclosure. We should do the same thing, Pete, when we look at the attitude toward warm market recruiting. Look how many people out here that a thousand or fifteen hundred or three thousand dollars a month would totally change their world. And I think we have a responsibility to reach out to those people, at least share it with them, um, not, not high pressure them into anything because we're not looking for that, but share the opportunity if they see it. That's exactly what happened with me. The guy shared the opportunity with me, took me to Barry's meeting, and I thought, how can this not work? I'm forever grateful to that person for doing that with me. And then, of course, the association, that's so important to what we do because Connie and I and Pete and Brandon were talking about this this morning. Everybody on this call has had that day, that moment. Why am I doing this? I think I ought to quit. And if you don't have a, an accountability partner with you to say, you know, Connie and I on the day I wanted to quit, she, what? She didn't want to quit. And though the day she wanted to quit, I said, no, 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 look at here, look at what's going on here. If you don't have that accountability partner, get one. But I'll tell you, the reason the association is so important at conference is it validates everything we say. And I know you're tired of hearing about going to conference. Lord have mercy, look how many Connie and I have gone to over the 20 years we've been doing this. The, the thoughts of not associating in that environment is not even an option. I mean, it's not even negotiable because we know the value that's coming out of that. So it's keep in mind the structure and the four building blocks to success are extreme. That's your blueprint. That is the blueprint. If you will immerse yourself in that, it makes it very difficult not to be successful. The third point that I wanted to cover is the sacrifice. And it requires paying a price to be successful and getting out of our comfort zone. But strategizing in our strength. See, one of the things, and this is one of the things I got out of the book that I picked up yesterday in preparation for this, is the first thing in the, in the um, sacrifice is to take responsibility for our successes and our failures because that's how we learn. If we have a failure and we don't take responsibility for it, then it becomes the excuse and not the reason. And as long as we're living in a world of excuses, we will never be any better than marginally successful. Um, realize, and you know, and, and this was one of the things in this book that really shook me to the core yesterday, is realizing that a salary that is not based on performance it's, it's really more of a crutch than anything. And, guys, this is not a, a business here where we're, we're compensated for our position of being RM or whatever that position we reach. It's all based on result, uh, results. And the fact that a commission-only system, uh, the good news is, with, is it allows you to you know, establish your own income level. 
not someone else. No one else is going to establish that income salary or cap for you. Um, if we have a salary mentality as being successful, well, I made fifty or seventy-five or two hundred thousand dollars a year. Then what happens is we have a tendency to stay busy enough or look busy enough to continue drawing that salary, and you know that's not a good place to be because when the economy folds that person, they're looking for people that are results-oriented, and that's not a results-oriented situation to be in. Let's change how we think this year. Uh, Pete talked about revamping the co-op as an example. Not change it, but to improve it. That's, that's the whole goal here. Why, why do we want to improve it? We want different results for both you and us. And it's not that we aren't satisfied with our income. You know, I'm, I can't say we're unsatisfied or satisfied with our income, but I can say this, we're not satisfied with our results. Well, Dick, why would you say that? We're doing pretty well, and we can, well, because we can do better. You know, if we had five or ten multiple six-figure income earners in 2017, doesn't matter how many we had or didn't have, we have the ability and the system in place to have 15, 20, 25 multiple six-figure income earners in 2018. And if we have the ability, Pete, can somebody tell me why not to go for it? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Connie talked about massive action, constant correction this morning, and all that revolves around is coaching, going back to your coach, mm -hmm. calling Pete when you're on the home, touching base with Brandon on maybe a technique he uses in selling reaching out to Connie and I. See, one of the best things about the Equus and the mortgage protection business, it allows you to grow to whatever level you choose. Whatever your vision is today, as you develop your skill levels, at any aspect of our business, you're permitted to expand your vision. You know, I look at the new program that they're going to introduce, the DM, uh, the district manager, uh, position with our company. They've been talking about it at the meetings around the country, but it's a classic example of this opportunity. A district manager who writes $15,000 a month in premium at an 80% contract level, and now to become a DM, you have to have seven unique writing agents. And let's pretend all the unique writing agents that DM has are part-time people, and they average $5,000 a month in premium. Well, 5000 a month in premium times seven riders, that's $35,000 a month in annual premium. A 10% override on that is going to be $3,500, and 80% of the $15,000 is $9,400. Now, all that person has to do, to $9,400, that's $12,900 a month. Guys, that's a pretty impressive income. And what if it takes you six months to get there? $12,900 is over $150,000 a year. And that person's probably not working 60 hours a week to get that. But once they get to that level, it's okay to stay there and earn $150,000 a year. We don't mind. But at that point in time, the skill level has gotten so much better. And now they're better at recruiting. They're better at interviewing people. They're better at everything. The step up to DM then all they have to do is add another eight or nine writers to that. They've already got the volume they need to be there, and it's just a matter now of 
plugging into the system, allowing your coach to coach you through to the next level, and then guess, you know, traditionally what happens is once somebody gets to the DM level, they've got two or three people in their organization that they want to be where you're at. They want to be DM as well, and then the system just keeps feeding itself and improving itself and making you, uh, allowing you to grow to whatever level you want to be. The whole prospect of what we've got here, Pete, is allowing people to grow to whatever level they want to achieve. You know, Dick, it's incredible what you're saying because as I listen to you talk about this, and then I talked about the four things that I thought and really pondered on a lot, I was wrong about something. There's a fifth, and the fifth is desire, right? It's the part that you've got to bring to the table, and your desire has to be high enough, and I think it's got to include a vision enough for other people that it's going to get you to do the necessary activity to get the results. And that's something that we've heard people say, I can't put in you what was left out, right? And if you don't come to the table with desire, we can't put that part into the equation. And, you know, part of the coach today, I, I see, you know, we didn't have our 9 o'clock call. And, and Dick, I, I would think it would be almost crazy for us not to have him add into this is we've got one of our leadership coaches on the call today. And, you know, I didn't know he was going to be here, but, I think maybe if we could hear from what Pablo has to say on on this side and what he's seen organizations do in these areas, um, what do you think about uh, Pablo uh, sharing some insight here on these things today? You know, Pete, I think it's a great idea. And, guys, for those of you on the call here listening, because we have a lot of new people on the call today, Pablo is not only a coach working through the John Maxwell system, Pablo was carried a briefcase into a home and done mortgage protection, just like every one of you on this call today is going to be asked to do. And he understands our business, not only from the top down, but from the bottom up. Uh, Pablo, we'd love to hear what you've got to share with us today. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, Christmas. Happy holidays. Great. <laughs> hey, thanks for... Uh... They, you know, you guys mentioned uh, the Swan Club. Is there any way I can become a part of that? A, <laughs> we'll let you know more. He, he actually can. He does have a license, and you can go out and protect some families with insurance, Pablo. And just to call it out, part of my vision, we got some extra leads in your area, a lead. So let me know. We'll get them over to you. You can go put some people in the Swan Club. I have a Perfect. feeling Pablo, Pablo might have been talking about the Swan Club from a, a possible new father angle, <laughs> wanting to sleep that's well at right. night as a dad. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right, Connie. That's right. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it's funny. As I was, I was kind of looking at, um, at the call today <clears throat> and, you know, being, being a new father and and I just want to touch on this part just briefly, and we can get right to some of the other points. But, you know, it's interesting because I think this happened, happened to me a lot as I was an agent. Um, and regardless of what business I was in, there are going to come, things are going to come up, right, in this new year as you're kind of looking at the vision for, for your business, what it's going to look like. Things are going to come up, and they're going to punch you square in the face. Um, you know, and some of those things are going to be wonderful things. 
right? For for example, the, the, the birth of a new child, the birth of my first son, right? That's that's an amazing thing. But it's certainly a it's certainly a punch in the face when it comes to my scheduling. It's something completely different. Uh, and some of those things are going to be a punch in the face that are going to hurt and be very painful um, that are going to completely want to take over what it is that, uh, that you're doing and what you've set out to do and create when it comes to this vision. And that's why, Pete, I'm so glad, man, that you said that last piece, the desire. Um, you know, I, 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 teach a, I teach a class, a workshop called the 10 Steps of Creating a New Belief. And, one, and the very first step, and literally it's number one for a very good reason, the very first thing is, is that you must have a burning desire. When you're creating this vision, creating this belief, is that you have to have a burning desire. Um, and, not, and, and, you know, a desire isn't just a want or a wish, right? In fact, um, uh, Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich, he says it's got to be an all-consuming obsession, right? Everyone has wants or wishes. Everyone kind of has dreams and wants and wishes. But you've got to fall in love with this thing. Um, and, and for you, you've got to figure out what it is that you, that you want to fall in love with, right, when it comes to this business and protecting families. What is it that you really, that, that, that you really when you're looking at, at your purpose, that you're going to fall in love with? And, if, you know, if there's a, there's a book out there, um, and I've kind of throw you, thrown you a couple. One is Think and Grow Rich. If you don't have it, grab it. Another one is The Science of Getting Rich. Um, and when I talk about rich, and when these, when these authors talked about rich, they're talking about the rich and whatever that richness means to you, right? Richness in life, richness in, in your bank account, richness in health and family. Um, and in the science of getting rich, Wallace D. Waddles explains desire. Um, he explains it as this, the effort of an unexpressed possibility within you that is seeking expression with and through you. I'll say that one more and more time because it's, it's – its desire is the effort of an unexpressed possibility that's within you that is seeking expression with and through you, okay? And so that's why that desire piece is so important, right, especially when, when, you're, when you're planning out your new year. And so I just wanted to put that out there. And, and I heard the word change so many times on the call today, and I love it. Some, you know, um, the reason I love it is because change means growth. Right? When you're changing, that means you're growing. Um, and, and there's people that say, well, you know, there's, people don't like change because they're, um, people don't like being changed. Um, well, the, the truth is, is that it's, it's not that people don't like change. It's that people don't like to be forced to change. But what you've done here is where you may change a desired, uh, a desired resource because when you can show the value in the change, that's when people will take it on, right? And that's when people will, whether they're sitting across a table from you and you have an application out and they haven't had a life insurance policy their entire lives and all of a sudden you're showing them something new, they're signing because you've shown them value. And so that's an important part. And again, I just want to really drive that home because, guys, that desire part, when you're creating a new belief, when you're creating this new vision, 2018 is going to be your monster standout you know, and become a rock star year, um, as long as you're keeping these things uh, and having a coach in your path along the way. And so um, that's my piece, guys. I, I hope I haven't taken up too much of your time, but thank you so much for, for having me on for, for a few minutes. 
Hey, Pablo, thank you so much for jumping on. Um, we know you had other things to do today, and it was an honor to have you, uh, especially as a new dad. <laughs> we just, you know, you're on a journey of a lifetime, and we just say congratulations to you and uh, Andreina. Thank you so much, Connie. Thank you. Uh, and I did, and I did want to say, I, I, you know, one point was um, when these things do come up, uh, one thing I did last night, right, I was, I was up at 3 o'clock in the morning, um, and, I, and I knew that, you know, I, I was going to be on this call with you. Um, it wasn't confirmed, you know, how much or how little I was going to share, but one thing is this, is that I still wanted to be prepared. I still, you know, so, so whether I've got one appointment or, or, you know, 21 appointments set up for the week, I still want to be prepared. And so when that thing comes out, um, you know, last night I, I adjusted my schedule and I made it work. And so I challenge you all um, to do that too. And, uh, you know, and, and, and whatever it is that's happening, adjust and make it work because this, um, this opportunity that you have, uh, you can make such an impact and such a difference in so many people's lives. And the world needs you rich, right, rich in life, rich in, in health and, and, and wellness and prosperity. So thank you so much. I get so excited about it, guys. Sorry, I can go on forever with you all. <laughs> well, you know, Pablo, one of the things you talked about was desire. And when that first word, even before you started speaking, I thought desire, that's, that's crucial to what we do. And where does desire come from? Well, we like to think it comes from within. I want to help people. But that's a head knowledge desire. Desire really comes from association, seeing other people do something. And once that, that moves from our head to our heart, and one of the best places to do that is by being around other people doing it. And that's why the conference is so vitally important to everybody. And if you haven't signed up yet, guys, it's not too late. Uh, they had... Uh, uh, we have actually more tickets sold to date right now than they've ever had in the history of the company. And that's an important thing for you to understand and remember because you still have an opportunity. They have room for 10% more. They've got room for another 70 to 80 more people that could sign up at this point. Uh, they said the max is 100 more. So let's fill that thing up, not for our benefit, but for yours, because it's going to give you the opportunity to go down there and see the desire others have, because it's, I don't even mean that it's caught. That's not the purpose. It's just seeing other people being successful, because what you'll find Desire comes from validation from others. And everything that we've talked about on this call today, and Pete, I'm going to turn it back over to you and let you and Connie uh, close out here with us, but that validation is what really drives home the desire for everybody. You know, uh, one of the things that um, Dick and I do is we, you know, we have a master list of everyone who is a part of Equus's, uh, unit, our Unitrust team with Equus. And so we can see how many agents we have in Florida and Georgia. And we get a little bit of a sadness when we see so many agents within two or three hours driving distance of this amazing event, and they're not registered. So I, that's enough said. Guys, we... Um, we are excited about 2018. We hope your excitement, uh, we hope we can support you in your excitement. We hope you, we can give you the structure that you need, and we hope that you'll choose 
to make the sacrifice necessary to make it happen for you and your family. I know uh, Pete and Brandon are both headed to appointments now. Yes, guys, two days after Christmas, they have a full schedule. Um, Dick and I do want to take this opportunity to say at the end of our first year with Equus, we could not be more blessed, more honored, more uh, just glad with joy to be in business and have as our first RM, Mr. Pete Beckman. He is a coach of coaches. And uh, for those of you who did not see Barry Clarkson put on the coach uh, jersey in August, guys, being a coach is an honor, but it comes with a lot of humility. And um, Pete's actually one of the most humble people I know. And he is here to coach you guys that are that's on his team through anything that you need. Reach out to us. We are looking forward to meeting so many of you, so many of you in Orlando. We're going to make it fun. We're going to be there. One of the things we were going to talk about today, and we have not, is um, uh, things to do at at convention and we're going to cover that in the group me so watch for that guys make certain you have a good working pen more than one you are going to take copious notes okay um, 